Welcome, this is Josh Rees with Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. For more information about our church, please visit our website, milehighchurch.org. All of you for being here to join me in this celebration. I only have about two hours of notes, so it won't be a long... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just a few minutes, just some things that I wanted to to say today as uh, I feel like I'm walking across this threshold, this milestone, and I'm so grateful that the community and the ministers here and my family have been willing to celebrate this with me because it feels like a significant and powerful milestone for me in so many ways, and I have so much gratitude in my heart, and I'm so grateful for the songs that uh, were, were, were performed today, that song that that Laura sang about everything that I am is a song I listen to every day for about two years in my spiritual practice as a reminder of what I think we're all here to do. We're not all here just to be and exist and just get by. We have been created and birthed into being because each one of us has something to give back to the world. We've come here with intentionality. So I love the notion of the global positioning system that has been designed for us to help us get around. You know, that thing we use, Google or whatever form we use it to give us directions when we're driving. And many uh, New Thought and, and personal growth speakers have taken that acronym GPS and used it in a spiritual sense. And so I want to use it today, which is embracing your GPS. But for me, GPS is synonymous to your God positioning system. And I want to use it as a, the global positioning system as a metaphor for myself and for all of us today to really step into the intentionality of our soul. When I say the, the uh, God positioning system, I'm not talking about a God that is a guy in the sky who is like the puppet master moving us all about on the game of life. Here in our teaching, we don't believe in that kind of God. We believe that the God that exists is immersed within all of creation and that there is synchronicity and this way that we move and be in life that allows us to be the experienced expression of that divine. And I personally believe that there is intentionality for our journey here, that we didn't just plop here accidentally that there's something that we came here to be and to give. And I feel extremely grateful that for some reason, I was 18 years old sitting in a class here at Mile High Church being taught by practitioner Betty Jean House when a voice suggested that I consider becoming a minister. Now, I thought that was the craziest, dumbest idea I'd ever heard in my life. So I was resistant, needless to say, to that uh, GPS, that God positioning system expressing itself through me. And it took a few years for that resistance to break down before I finally said yes. But eventually, I did feel that, that sacred yes bubbling up in me. And I don't think that I'm unique. I don't think we as ministers or spiritual leaders who serve our world, pastors and rabbis and all the teachers, uh, the spiritual teachers, that they're special somehow, different than the rest of the population. Because I personally believe that each one of us has some form of ministry that is seeking expression through us. Some intentional way in which we have come here to be of service to 
our own soul's journey and to the planet. It might be connected to the career we do and the way we make our living, and it might not at all. It might be connected simply to the way we treat people, the way we show up, to the way in which we serve each other, to the way in which we live our lives in all that we do. And I feel that call of ministry for me really is, as Dr. Roger said, something that weaves itself through me and will always be with me, whether I'm in a role like this or doing something else in the world, that I have come here to uh, practice and articulate these spiritual principles for myself and others. That's how it feels to me when I articulate it, that this is what I've come to do. This is my soul's journey this time around. And that each one of us can, can lay claim to that which is ours to give back into the world if we are willing to use our God positioning system. If we're willing to be with it, to allow it to have its way with us. So what does it take for us to do that? I think it takes a couple things. First of all, you got to use your GPS. I mean, I know that sounds pretty basic, but how many of us have, have our GPS in our phone and we still call people for directions or we, I, I think about that. I think, how did we get along before GPS? I, I just don't understand it. I have a car that has such a, a, an advanced GPS that when I get in the car to drive from my house, 99% of the time it thinks I'm coming here to Mile High Church and it navigates me to Mile High Church. That might mean I work a little too much, I, I'm, I'm wondering. But it's fascinating that it thinks it knows where I'm going and says, here, let me navigate you to Mile High Church automatically. So we have to use it. We have to understand that it's there, that it's a, it's, it's a tool that we can use and that we, we tap into it, that we begin to listen to it. How that might show up is, is just exactly as I experienced it as a young one, that nudge, that, that push, that, that voice that says, you know, you might want to think about. And oftentimes, we are resistant to it because I know as I wandered through the halls of this beautiful place and I saw such luminaries as Dr. Fred and Dr. Kathy and Dr. Marjorie and Dr. Roger and Dr. Patty, all these amazing luminaries, I thought, well, who am I? Who am I to think that I can do what they do? Who am I? And so a lot of times are not using our God positioning system is just that part of us that just doesn't think we're worthy. And yet the whisper can be a shout. It can be a push. It can be a nudge. It can be that synchronicity that shows up that people say to you, have you ever thought about? And, and, and we find life propelling us forward and giving us messages, just like our GPS will give us directions if we will allow it to. So we've got to be willing to use it it's a, it's a tool, it's a gift that we can use. I remember years ago, Marianne Williamson coming to our, our church in Scottsdale and she gave a great talk and she said to us very loudly at one point, how dare you curse the darkness and never take time to plug in and turn your light on. And I think that's what many of us do. We wander through our lives thinking, I don't know what I'm here to do. I'm just, I'm just a mere, I'm just me. I don't, I don't have anything to give like those people do. And yet each one of us, our very presence, wherever we go, makes a difference. And how we show up and how we love 
and how we stand with one another and how we live our life out in grace and joy and connection, it makes a difference. So we use our God positioning system by listening to it and plugging in and allowing our inner life to navigate us forward into our living. And then once we start to use it, the next thing we have to do is listen to it. It's one thing to turn it on, but if you, I know that sometimes when I'm using my GPS in my car, we'll drive a different route than it wants to suggest, and it has to reroute us. I notice that it never shouts, you idiot, make a U-turn, right? It simply says, make a U-turn, make a U-turn, turn right. It simply finds the next direction. And I think that's true with the God positioning system within us. When we are headed down a path, we might get strong messages to go a different way. And we have to honor that. Think about this. If we used our car system or our phone to navigate us and we said to, the, to ourselves, I'm only going to drive roads I've been on before, we would be delayed. We would not necessarily get where we wanted to go. In order to get to new places, we've got to travel new roads. And it's the same thing for us when it comes to following that inner voice that's calling us to be of greater service. We can't get there if we just insist on only traveling the same roads we've ever traveled before. We've got to be willing to branch out and hear that call to try something new, to go a different direction, to get there in a different way so that we can find ourselves in the journey of awakening to the, to the destination that we're headed to. I know for sure that in ministry, in leading this community, in this last year of a global pandemic, we have many times not known what path to take in serving you, what path to take in serving our community. And we've had to listen deeply to be able to say, this is a road we've never traveled on before and we're gonna have to listen and walk forward. And that is life for everyone. And so as we're awakening, allowing ourselves to hear and understand that we're always led down that perfect path just for us, even when life appears to be rerouting us. I saw this cartoon recently, a man and a woman, they're in a car together and the car has crashed through a fence and it's gone down a hill and the front part of the car is in a lake, it's submerged in a lake. And the woman turns to the man who is driving and she says to him, uh, I think you rely entirely too much on your GPS. Believe it or not, there are times it is wrong. <laughs> now, I don't think that our God positioning system really ever leads us astray. But as I've said before, even in, uh, in recent weeks, sometimes our God positioning system guides us into times that places and times that appear to be challenging. And we may think we've been led astray. But our growth as we walk those streets is a part of moving forward on the path. Being in ministry hasn't always been easy, hasn't always been a bed of roses. Not every day has been filled with joy. Some days are hard. As Roger and Josh mentioned, and yet continuing to walk forward continuing to understand that I'm being groaned. I'm being groaned. I'm being grown 
while I groan <laughs> about it is a part of the journey. And so being willing to, to be reroded. And the last thing I'll say is being willing to be helped and supported on the journey to the voices that encourage or challenge to the voices that say, come this way, this, to listen to other people, to continue to build a community of love and support around ourselves so that even as we're being called forth, we're not isolating and thinking, I've got to do this all by myself. Because look how many of us there are just in this room. None of us has to do this by ourselves. That story that we tell ourselves, it's a lie. It's a big lie because I have not taken one step in these 30 years all by myself. All along the way, I've been encouraged and supported. And I think the more we allow ourselves to be encouraged and supported, the more we feel connected, the more we feel able to actually follow that call that is within us, that life is calling us for towards our greatest good. I want to not only encourage us today to listen to our own hearts and to celebrate this milestone, I want to give thanks. The first career I actually started out pursuing, honestly, was acting. So in a sense, this is sort of my personal Academy Award speech. <laughs> if I ever got to give one, right? And so <laughs> I would be standing holding a statue saying, here, I, here are the people I need to thank for support along the way. First of all, my sweet mother, Linda, um, who from the moment I was born and my whole life has always chosen to see my good, to lift me up, to encourage me, to kick me in the butt sometimes, to, to just hold me in that space of great support and love. And we all can always benefit from people like that. So thank you to my beautiful mother. To um, um, my first husband who's here somewhere, Reverend Bradley Wentker, who is a new minister, and uh, throughout our life and our marriage, he was with me through those first years of ministry, and always encouraged me and supported me, I see you there, Brad, uh, supported me and, and made the way for us to have a life while we were raising our son so that I could still do ministry and he could be a practitioner and he just always made and facilitated the way for me so beautifully and lovingly. And so I thank you for all of those years of just standing with me and saying yes and being my cheerleader. And to our son, Jesse, our beautiful son, who's now 22, almost 23, who I know um, in choosing to do this work, there were so many times that I was not where Jesse wanted me to be. I was serving people and serving ministry and missing out on time being with my son. And um, that is always the challenge when you have a great passion and a great call to find that balance of how do I love people that I get to share this life with and still follow. And I sometimes did well at that and other times I did not do so well at that. And I thank him for the grace that he extends me in knowing this about our life together. I want to thank um, the ministers at Mile High over the years. I've mentioned a number of them. Dr. Fred, Dr. Marjorie, Dr. Kathy, um, Dr. Raz, who's here today too. Thank you, Dr. Raz and his beautiful wife, Tina. 
and uh, uh, Dr. Patty, Dr. Barry, and all of the ministers currently on our staff. I have been uplifted and, and had great examples of, of them over the years. I also have a, a special friend I was hoping would be here today. Janet Patton is here today. And when I was on staff, there was a time when the role changed for me and Janet helped facilitate bringing me back onto staff. So in a way, it's kind of, the, it's your fault that, that I'm really here because you, invi you invited me back into the fold and that sent us on a completely powerful path. So thank you, Janet, for that. And I loved working with you and loved being your friend. And I want to thank our staff here now. We have an amazing staff of people who, who stand up on behalf of this church every day. Our staff in the office, our staff who keep our facilities, our wonderful music team and all the artists. We are blessed with the best people ever to support this beautiful community. I want to thank, you th might have thought I've left him out, but I've kind of left him towards the end, Dr. Roger Teal for being um, a constant source of mentorship. Even back when I was serving on our staff and still struggling with whether I want to be a minister or not, um, for being a, a mentor even in the years I was away from Mile High Church, for believing in me, just believing in me. All of us need people who believe in us, don't we? And Dr. Roger has always believed in me, even when I was challenged to believe in myself and was willing to lift me up and support me and encourage me and, and see the best in me. And his beautiful wife, Erica, who is such a dear friend, also has been a champion for me all these years. And Reverend Josh, my work partner, as my husband calls him, my, uh, my work husband, the man I get to share this uh, lead ministry role with. What a great heart he is. What a great example. I learn from you every day, Josh, and I love getting to work with you and having known you all these years, getting to uh, share this sacred time. Josh has said it before, and I totally agree. There's not anybody else I can think of at this moment that I would be willing to partner like this in leading our community that Josh and I have a connection and something very special and sacred that uh, I am fully a yes for and so happy to be of service with you. Love and appreciate you. And my wonderful husband, Ken, who is always a champion for me, who stands with me and supports me and serves me and loves me and, and encourages me and, as Dr. Rogers said, has to sometimes withstand those difficult moments when I don't know what to do or I don't know how to handle something and is a beautiful listener and a wonderful heart. And I am also blessed that he facilitates um, healing and support of my uh, willingness and desire to have other family and friends to stand in this beautiful life with. My uh, wonderful sister-in-love is here, Antoinette. I'm so grateful for you, and especially in this last year, my sister. Because I lost my other sister, and you and I now are bonded together to be together in this life, and I'm so grateful for you as well as that guy you married, my brother. Yeah, I love him too. <laughs> and all of my wonderful friends who I, I have a beautiful tribe of people, and you're part of it. Today, whether it's your first time here, if I don't know you and we don't know you, just know that this time that we share together, every Sunday we come together, is bonding and connecting, and I love being here with you in any capacity that I can on any Sunday. 
and that we here at Mile High Church want to see you be the greatest version of yourself. What I know about each one of us is the world awaits our greatness. The world awaits our light. The world awaits who and what we are and what we have to give. I'd like to close with a quote from Ernest Holmes. This is how I believe my purpose shows up. He says, a steadfast determination to attain some purpose, the letting go of all that opposes it, a complete reliance on the law of good and an unqualified trust in spirit. This is true fasting and real prayer. And I believe this is true to following our purpose. Please join me in some prayer right now as we go within. We breathe in that very breath of life and allow ourselves to feel and sense that goodness and that call, that call of life to each one of us. You are my beloved in whom I am well pleased. You are my beloved in whom I am well pleased. Step out into life in its fullness, in its grace. Be the light, be the love, be the joy. Follow your bliss. Live me fully. This is the constant mantra of the divine in and through and as each one of us. And I proclaim that this day, that opening in heart is right within each one of us. As we celebrate together, we are called, we are chosen, we are the ones to step out into this world and into this life and bring the fullness of who we are into every condition and decision, every relationship and every activity, into every step we take on this beautiful, blessed earth. We do so fully and completely willing to be the divine awakened in action every single day. And for this, we are uplifted, we are clear, we are whole. We feel and exude the love that God is. This is the truth of who we are right now. As I accept this and affirm this, I feel the gratitude for this. As I release this word now into the action of that law that makes it so, I do so with great confidence and love, knowing that it is done. I let it be. And so it is. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. To make a donation, please visit milehighchurch.org.